Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. Welcome to the February 18th, 2020 podcast, Astro Energy Astrology Show. I am very happy to welcome you. My name is Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I'm here to spend the next, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes talking astrology, taking calls, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. <laughs> anyway, um, Happy Tuesday. We are here in Orlando with a warm day coming in. I don't even know how warm it's going to be. It's just going to be warm. It's uh, probably going to be 85, 87 here today. So in my book, a little bit much, but that's okay. We're going to get through it. So updates. I think I'm going to update you a little bit before I get into it. Um, I've got a lot of stuff popping. I am doing work with a couple different partners and women in business, which I'm absolutely thrilled about. I've got a Spirit Fest coming up in two weeks in Orlando, if you happen to be here or nearby or can come here. Um, Just so you know, I flew up to North Carolina last week, actually over the weekend. And if you go on the um, off-brand airlines, like I, I took Allegiant. I'm not being paid for this because, believe me, it was an experience. Um you can get a really reasonable rate down to Orlando. I think it was around 60 to $70 round trip. So if you're in uh, the smaller towns or whatever and you want to come down for any event I might be at, um, that's a really good way to do it, just so you know. Anyway, um, just <laughs> since I mentioned it, we'll tell you about my landing. So I was going into um, – into Asheville, and it was a very rainy day in Asheville. And we were about to land. We were, I would say, about a 1,000 feet off the ground coming in for a landing. And out of nowhere, the pilot pulled in the flaps and took off again at full speed off the landing, like just up in the sky. Nothing was told to us, nothing at all. For at least, I would say, five minutes, we're just sitting there looking at each other. Okay, what was that? That was weird. Um, And then the flight attendant comes on and says, well, I see some scared faces. Uh, We can't land in Asheville. That was literally verbatim what he said, and nothing else was told to us for a half an hour as we flew round and around. And we didn't know if we were going to another airport, if we were getting diverted, if something else was happening we didn't know about. And finally we landed and the pilot comes on and says, welcome to Asheville. And everybody cheered. (laughs) Very strange event, but 
I have to say I was a little on edge anyway flying over last weekend, something I wouldn't normally do, but it was uh, a great opportunity for me to get together with another friend who I just met, whom I had just met, whatever. And she lives up in Asheville, and she also lives in Orlando, and we're going to be doing some workshops together. We're going to be doing astrology. She's doing meditation. She does Reiki. She does a lot of different things um, in the spiritual and holistic and health healing realms. So it's just really a great opportunity if you get a chance when I give you some of the workshop info. And you can go to my website. You can go to Instagram at Angelic Zodiac. I post a lot of connections to these other entrepreneurs who are doing uh, different events with me. So if you go on and look it up, you'll notice I've just posted uh, something yesterday, I believe, on my Angelic Zodiac One site on Instagram. And it does find its way over to Facebook as well. But we're coming, I'm going to be in, another, um, in an event with another partner friend who is putting on something called Spirit Fest. And it's a fairly large event here in Orlando. It's at the Armory, and you can check that all out also on Facebook if you would like. It's going to be the 29th of February and the 1st of March. Anyway, so I would love to have you around, and I'm looking everywhere. There they are. Hey, my glasses are on my head. That's surprising. <laughs> so um, anyway, this week we're going to be talking about Jupiter squaring Venus. This is going to be an interesting event this week. We've got energy around Sagittarius and Pisces and Capricorn. There's so many planets uh, going through a lot of the later degrees of late or degrees of late signs in the zodiac. So and I will get to a lot of you will say, well, what does that mean? I'm looking at the chart right now for uh, what is going on. And wow, it's not even half of the chart, it's actually only five houses. Everything is within one degree of Capricorn and ends at three degrees of Taurus. So it's a really tight cluster of planets out in the sky right now. And so, um, and I guess I kind of do one thing I'd like to tell people is how what I'm reading on a chart is really a two-dimensional version of what's going on in our real 3D world. So when I say all these planets are cl clustered on one side of the Earth, that means that they're up there in the sky right now. Um, we can't really see a lot of them in the daylight, you know, without a telescope because they are up above the horizon now and the sun is taking the sky. <laughs> the sun is about half a degree away from going into Pisces. So he enters Pisces today at 11.57 p.m. and 8.57 p.m. Pacific. So just about as late in a day as you can get, which is really fascinating because Pisces rules the end of a cycle and he's at the end of a day when he changes sign or the sun changes to Pisces. So um, we've got the moon entering Capricorn this morning at 5.37 a.m. And the moon conjunct Mars at 8.16. So we just passed that about three hours ago. And then we've got uh, moon in Capricorn trining Uranus at three degrees, and so he's in Taurus. We've got the moon squaring Chiron in Aries, and that's at 11.52 a.m., so it'll be just after the podcast is over. But um, what does all that mean? So I'm going to just do today real quick just to give you an idea of what some of these influences are. Um, we've got 
moon entering Capricorn. So it means that the moon, which is very much the opposite energy of Capricorn, it is Cancer and it rules cancer, and it is synonymous with the sign of cancer. So it is about emotional idea, the idea of um, being sensitive to people, taking things personally, bringing them on yourself. Like, in other words, the emotions come uh, are taken internally, and you really need to process them within. And... Uh, it's about home, family, mother, nurturing. And then going into the opposite sign of Capricorn means that now there is a protective shell. There is a harder coating that gives form to the emotions. And the moon still is emotional, but now it can appear to be a little bit colder, to be a little bit more practical. And all of the sensitive energy is now funneled through um, the outer Capricorn shell, which is finding a structure, finding a path for energy to flow that is more acceptable in common collective agreement. And so it is the material world, and now we're infusing the material with this emotional energy. And that is a tremendous power to create things. And given the fact that Capricorn is a great material manifester, the moon is in that sign. Um, it is still only one degree past Mars, so they are still conjunct in the sky. Um, I don't know if you can see. You should be able to see the moon today. And so if you find the moon, just next to it is Mars. So you probably won't be able to see Mars. It's a star-looking thing, and it shines, but at, in the daytime, can't really see it without a telescope. So the two together mean that we are infusing this material world, this emotional energy going into making something with the drive to do it. So it's about creating that structure, but then making it happen, doing what it takes to make it happen. So it's a really potent morning for getting things done, for organizing, for structures, and being productive. Um, so we've got this energy, so that's the beginning of the day. And then we have the moon touching on Mars, which I just said, that then it's sextile to Uranus. So Uranus is in the sign of Taurus. And interestingly, moon and Capricorn can be um, more closed off and a little bit literal, practical, colder. Um, and then you have Uranus, which is mental detachment and eccentricity and ingenious inventions in the sign of Taurus, which is also a manifester. It is the sign of money and goods of the market. So this is retail and energy around um, unusual retail endeavors, ways of getting to the people that may be more connected to the Internet. And it's also love and Uranus uh, in Taurus can be Internet dating sites, so it's really strengthening anything that would have a technological connection to the material world. So money systems, banking, financial endeavors, marketing, um, retail, online stores, doing more online mark or not even online stores. You can have a bricks and mortar store, but they may find that they get more people using online social media marketing techniques. Um, Having the moon in now a practical sign, another earth sign, in positive aspect to 
Uranus, um, I think, and this is something that I've noticed, that even though it's a positive sign, when planets trine, there is a friction of sorts. There is a shift of sorts. And that may be uncomfortable. That may not be initially what we would have wanted it to be like. And so I would say given the fact that Uranus is an unstable technological energy and it's coupled with the moon Mars, you're going to probably find some volatility in the markets today. And it could even mean that something shifts, uh, transforms its energy from one way to another. So interestingly, um, we've got, I'm trying to grab something here. Um, we've got this energy coming in uh, around the time that there is a shift in other, uh, what am I trying to say here? I've got an app that I use in business and it is completely renovating its look and it's um, the way it interacts with users. So that is definitely something that this energy will initiate. Um, and initiation is a really good term for this because Mars is the ruler of Aries, the cardinal sign of the zodiac, initial cardinal sign. And it's at the beginning degree of Capricorn, which is another cardinal sign of the zodiac. So they are not necessarily in cooperation as a rule because they're all, you know, Capricorn, Libra, Aries, and um, Cancer rule the beginning of each of the cardinal signs. So they tend to be opposite or squaring each other. But now with Mars in Capricorn, this is a pretty strong energy um, to shift things forward in the material world. And just an, a side note, I've mentioned this before in politics that Elizabeth Warren announced her candidacy at zero degrees Aries Mars. And today Mars is squaring that position for when she announced her her uh, run as president for president. I'm kind of curious to see, is this going to infuse her uh, campaign or take her out? I hope it isn't going to, I mean, take her out of the campaign. That's all I meant. Um, because it is squaring to the Mars energy of the day that she announced. But I've read today that um, some of the people who support her are feeling like, it's that she's misunderstood somehow or they're not really looking truly at what she's trying to say. So that's really interesting too because um, I'm just giving you real-world examples here. My daughter and I watched a video this morning that was released by Taylor Swift called The Man. And Taylor has a ton of Capricorn in her creative sector, the fifth house. And today with the moon and Mars in that house, she's released a video that talks about be, if she were a man, she wouldn't have to work as hard as she has to to just be taken seriously. And if you listen to the song, it really talks a lot about that kind of energy of, you know, if I was a man, then I, I could do all the fun stuff and I wouldn't have to be here working twice as hard just to get to the same place. But um, anyway, I find that really interesting that that is the song released as Mars went into Capricorn in her fifth house of creativity. So um, that kind of gives you an idea of how things can manifest with these energies. And then let me see if there's anything else. Okay, so uh, moon squaring Chiron here this evening as the sun right after enters into Pisces. Um, Chiron's in early Aries, 
And so Chiron in Aries means that there is some kind of wounding around the male ego because that's what Mars slash Aries rules. And Chiron is the wounded healer. So it talks about a deep wounding around the realm of whatever sign it's in. And Aries is the sign it's in. So we're going to see... Um, Really, today is a very strong day about aggressive male behavior and the fallout from that. Uh, moon tends to wherever the moon goes, it shows us a result of what's been going on. So we're going to be seeing some results over the next couple of days around what we've seen in past days and in past months as things are culminating. And because Jupiter is in Capricorn, Pluto is in Capricorn, and Saturn is in Capricorn, uh, these are all very heavy-hitting planets. They are really um, powerhouse life changers. And everybody does not escape this, and the collective does not escape it. So we are going through this huge shift of energy around our collective mindset around structure, around government, authority figures, hierarchies. Um, this is for those of you who are new listening to the podcast because I know my longtime listeners have heard me beat this topic down to death, but it is just really a high concentration of wanting to create your life anew. And because we also have Sun going into Pisces, he's at the last degree of Aquarius, Interestingly, right on my natal Saturn by progression, that's where my Saturn is, um, by a progressed chart, which equals one day for one year of your life. So 10 days after your birth is your 10th year of life. You can read charts that way as well. But it's right there on my Saturn. That's career. Aquarius rules astrology. And interestingly, this year, of course, in March, we're going to have Saturn go into uh, Aquarius, so it will be really putting structure to the Aquarian ideals, the, to Aquarian humanitarianism, eccentricity, eclecticism, I butchered that word, scientific discovery, science as a way of understanding things. It will basically force the scientists to own their authority in the field, which is not necessarily something they've been doing or getting a lot of recognition with the climate and politics, pardon the pun, around climate change. So um, when Saturn goes into Aquarius, it's going to be a, an awaken, awakening call for scientists and people in technology. Uh, we're going to have to really stand behind what we're saying. And so wherever that energy falls in your chart, you're going to have to stand up and own your authority in that field. And so the next two and a half years will be very much about that. And over the course of the summer, Saturn goes back into Capricorn to wrap up the energy around that authoritarian um, mindset. And it will not completely wrap it up until Pluto exits Capricorn in three years, but it will actually start to build over the next couple of years with that Saturn in Aquarius. And then Pluto enters the territory that Saturn will have started to put structures and labels and systems down for. So Pluto will then enter that sign and start to um, really understand the psychology of what makes an Aquarian tick, what makes Aquarius what it is. And that's what Pluto is meant for. It helps us understand. It helps us dig deeper and really do the research to the sign it's in. Um, 
And then we have Mercury at 12 Pisces. Mercury is retrograde now, went retrograde yesterday. And so he just almost conjuncted Neptune, but did not. And so now he's going away from Neptune. And Mercury in Pisces is an energy that's very dreamy. It's sleepy. It's mental fog. We understand things on a more intuitive level, but we detach in some aspects from the logic and systematic realm. So while we've got the moon, which naturally loves the realm of emotion, she is in a very strict Capricornian earth energy. Mercury, which likes air and thought and ideas, is now in a very dreamy, foggy sign. So it's going to be a rather foggy time as we head through this whole retrograde. Um, let me just double check. So there's only one, two, three, five days that Mercury gets back into Aquarius retrograde and a total of about 10 days until Mercury gets back to Pisces in March. So we've got about, um, yeah, it's going to be an extended time in Pisces, almost two months full of Pisces Mercury, which means that we all get to understand a little bit more how a person with Mercury in Pisces operates. My daughter has Mercury in Pisces, so I'm pretty aware of the nuance. And I'll tell you, um, Mercury in Pisces doesn't like to talk. They like to observe. It is a sign of observation. And this is what makes people with strong Mercury in Pisces or Sun in Pisces or any planet in Pisces some of the best artists out there because they observe. They're able to see the relationships between things and reproduce them. They are the chameleon of the zodiac. Um, they blend in with wherever they're at. So if they have very strong, boisterous, outgoing personalities around them, they become a little bit more emboldened. If they have uh, intellectual people around them, they try to match that energy. But their true nature is more intuitive and more subtle and really more go along. They go along with the crowd. So that's kind of where we are in our own lives, wherever your Pisces is in your chart, you're going to feel more passive, more receptive, and just sit back and enjoy the information as it comes to you. This also means that other people will be coming back into your life that you have had an emotional or sentimental connection to. So that may have already happened. We've been in the shadow period here for a couple weeks since the beginning of February. And so I know I've got a couple different people who are popping back into my life and um, actually artists as well, which is really awesome to see some artists popping up in my world and hope you get some artists in your world too. So let's just, um, I'm going to kind of end this fairly early. Oh, I didn't really talk about Jupiter and Venus. So that was a whole theme of the show. So let's get to that for a few minutes. Um, Venus and Jupiter. Jupiter is again about action, about drive, about just getting it done and moving on with things. Let's connect to another culture, connect to other people, learn what there is to learn, grow, um, seek out spiritual understanding, and it's squaring Venus. Now, Venus is a feminine energy in a masculine sign right now. 
So she is emboldened as well. Um, again, case in point, Taylor Swift's song, The Man, another good example. Um, so what we have is a feminine planet in a masculine sign. We also have Mars, a masculine planet, in a feminine sign. So there is an attempt, even though they are approaching a square, there's an attempt to understand the blending of the two ideologies, the two gender identities. And so this could also give rise to more androgynous energy that we're experiencing at this time. Um, Jupiter, it wants to expand and grow and transform, especially in a material way. So it wants to change the building. It wants to change the room. It wants to relabel, reorganize, clean out. And it's squaring Venus. Her desire is to just get on with things right now. She wants to initiate new things. And Jupiter is saying... I get you because Aries is an energy that Jupiter would enjoy being a fire energy himself. But in the sign of Capricorn, he's forced to take steps in a thorough manner, which isn't too comfortable. So when we feel like we want to grow and learn right now, it's about finding the territory, finding what restrictions would support that? In other words, what is the format? What is the avenue? What is the building we could go to? What are the logical breakdowns of how we could go about learning and growing? And it, and it relates to the material world. So we're going to go to a new yoga studio or we're going to find a new church or we'll look for people who share our views but who might be more conservative. Um, so he's at odds with that Venusian energy of just jumping into it willy-nilly. And, and it's not a word I, a phrase I ever use very much, but, you know, just getting on with things. That's what Venus wants to do. She sees something. She desires something. She wants to do it. She's not going to wait around for anything, anyone to tell her how to do it right or, um, you know, what the fallout is. She's just going to go for it. And so we're going to be a bit more um, carefree in our desires. It also may mean that we can be attracted to emergencies and even create emergency situations. So there is an attraction for that stimulation, and it's a physical stimulation. It's physical in a different way than Capricorn is physical. Capricorn is physical in the hard, kind of school of hard knocks, but also hard uh, reality, physical-based, meaning buildings and rocks and structure, you know, like automobiles that contain things and, and structures that contain, whereas... Um, Aries is more about going and doing. And so it's an emergency energy of excitement and the blood is rushing and the adrenaline is pumping. So we're looking for that right now. Um, the ruler of Aries is in Capricorn. So interestingly, when you go by rulerships, Venus is in Aries. So she's answering to the ruler of Aries, which is now in Capricorn, a feminine sign. So the combination of that, even though they are squaring or coming into a square, they're not exact, but they are square by sign, then we are finding that there is a tremendous power to make something happen in the physical world. And the desire is there to do what it takes. So um, 
one of the ladies that I'm doing some work with has, a, I think, two or three planets in Aries. And she also has Mars in Cancer, which I do. Our Marses are like two degrees away from each other. And the thing that we're doing together is that we're both really excited and the drive is focused on getting it done and making it happen right now. And that's something that I've really been wanting for, you know, two or three years is to move forward and really get a lot of my ideas uh, coming, turning to fruition. And she's really kind of on the same path right now. And she's got a little bit more of the Capricorn energy uh, and able to do in the physical world what I'm doing in the spiritual world. So I've got a lot of ideas and she's able to bring them into fruition. So it's a really great thing. And then we have another, like I said, I have another partner who also, she's got a lot of Leo energy, so she's able to get the attention for the things that she's doing. Um, it's just a really exciting time for growth and creating something tangible, even though Venus is squaring Jupiter. It is transformative, and it is expansive. So that's happening in your chart. Um, I'm going to end up dropping off for those who are listening live, but you can hear it in archive. And the people who have calls, I'm going to take right now. So let's see who we have waiting. 416. Hi, 416. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good. Have you called the show before? I have. It's been a while. It's uh, Jane. I'm calling oh, okay. from Canada. Yeah. Okay, give me a second because I don't have you. I've got a different computer than I probably had when you did call the last time. So I'm going to have to take uh, your information again. I'm yeah. sorry to do that to you. So what's no your birth uh, date, place, and time? Thanks. It's um, the birth date is June 1870, and it was okay. in Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. I'm sorry, where in Canada? Scarborough. Ontario. Oh, okay. Oh, Toronto. So you're yes, a Lily, Lily Singh person. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yes. Let's see. I'm not even sure if I could spell it. S-C-A-R-B-O-R-O-U-G-H? Scarborough? Yeah, exactly. Is that right? Okay. That's and right. I'm just going to put it, let's see, you're in uh, Ontario, right? That's right. Okay. And, and then what time were you born? I was born at 5.32 a.m. 5.32 a.m. And let's see what we get here. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, just double-check that I've got the right date. And sometimes, I think the other computer I had, it used to switch out the date. Once I hit run the program, it would put in the current oh. date and take out the one I just entered. It was very squirrely. Oh. But oh, wow. I, yeah, but this one doesn't. Thankfully, it's my new computer, my old new computer. It was an old computer I had before the other one acted up. I bought it under a Mercury retrograde. That was a mistake. So, oh, did you? Oh, my anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, what can I do for you today? Um, well, I just lost my job the other day of nearly fourteen years oh, due to organizational oh, restructuring, and uh, uh-huh. I'm just worried about finances I, you know I tried to um, negotiate you know for a higher severance pay and I still have to f- sign the release form by Thursday this week so and I'm still waiting to hear back and make sure how are my okay. fa- finances going to look until I find a new job okay um, actually your chart shows a lot of stuff that uh, connects to shift around more intuitive work and working out of the home 
So I'm going to tell you, um, sun right now is at your midheaven. Your midheaven is the fame point and the beginning degree of your career house. Sun just went okay. in it. You said you found this out yesterday or you were let, loose, um, let no. go yesterday? Or no, let, I was just let go um, last Monday. Not yesterday, but um, last week. Oh, okay, recently then. Last yeah, Monday. so in, yeah, interestingly, the sun just went into your house of career, so – it is at the last degree of Aquarius, but it's going to be moving into Pisces. And Mercury, it, the Sun and Mercury are actually moving towards each other right now, which is um, going back to an old situation because Mercury and Pisces retrograde is very much about old job situations. So um, it can also include the idea of um, they're going back over information with the past job that you were just leaving and that what you're going to get from them may not come to you until Mercury changes back to direct, which is the first week of May, March. So on late March 9th, I think it goes direct. But so it's interesting. Oh, no, you said that it, it was before Mercury was retrograde, but now it is retrograde. So you were in the shadow period when this all happened. Um, so you, that's, yeah, February 10th? Yeah, it was February 10th. Is that when 10th. it happened? Okay, let me yeah, just look at this. I'm pretty sure the shadow was, yeah, it was a third. So, um, yeah, I, I think because that, I mean, I was doing the podcast around then, and I said pay attention to what happens because this is what your theme will be for the Mercury retrograde. So um, mm-hmm. with that being said, I would say your theme is the finishing up process of that job, and so that is the paperwork, yeah. and that means that that whole issue will be resolved when mercury goes direct because it happened during the shadow so after mercury goes direct it will be the culmination of that but it also okay. means that um, mercury will be coming back to your midheaven and that means that it's renovating your career and you will be moving forward mm-hmm. but you have to follow intuition okay that's the point mm-hmm. of mercury retrograde in pisces is it wants to make you aware of what you are truly desiring to do, especially because it got so close to Neptune and Neptune is transiting your house of career. There is something that you're maybe being drawn to more that you're ignoring or potentially ignoring. And the universe is saying you're not doing what you're in alignment to do what you're supposed to do. And so this energy is coming through your life to get you on track. Okay. Is that, I mean, I want to be helpful because I I want you to look at it differently than just like, oh, man, you know, now everything is going to be horrible, right? What about, what if now everything were falling in place? That would be a better way to look at it and more accurate, honestly, okay? Yeah. So as far as money, you've got, uh, interestingly, cancer ruling your house of money, and then you also have a few degrees of Leo, and you have Venus at one degree Leo in your house of money. And that is about creativity, children, and romance, and leadership. So if you apply those principles, and honestly, it's also risk-taking and gambling and fortune through gambling. So um, anything that would be associated with Leo would also help you with money right now. So um, cancer is out of the home. That's why I'm like, you know, money for you comes okay. from the family. It may come from people that you're related to or a situation if you're married, you know, your yeah. husband 
or your partner would help. Jupiter is yeah. now in your house of joint finances, so it is also reiterating the connection to family members helping you. And it's really hard sometimes for us to accept money from family when we're adults, especially, you know, when we're over middle age, I know. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. that's where your chart, pardon me? I agree with you. Um, you know, a yeah. family member is, you know, like my mom, you know, she's very helpful in terms of finances, like, uh-huh. you know, helping me financially. Right. So um, as as difficult as it might be, that's one way to have um, a little bit of, excuse me, a little bit of um, stability and um, Mm -hmm. security. It's from family members. And then um, you've also got the moon going through a house of marriage and partnership. So are you married or not? I'm single. Single. Okay. So your chart does show a lot of energy coming in around a partner. And again, that can be a business partner or a personal partner. But there is definitely a – what is going on really is that you're learning to move away from reliance on family members. And even though they're there for you, you're wanting to have your own say. And that's because the end degrees of eighth house for you is Aquarius. I mean, ultimately, the ultimate truth for you is I want to be the one in charge of my own money. And it's coming. You're going to get a hint of it Mm -hmm. this year for a few months with Saturn and Aquarius. But you will have to go back and deal with some of the issues of having someone else in charge of your money, you know, having somebody else mm-hmm. um, contributing to your finances, which can restrict your movement and restrict how you think of things. Um, Venus right now, which rules money is in Aries and that's sales. So if you're also mm-hmm. looking to get, uh, even if it's just a temporary job until you really know what direction you're going to take uh, sales yeah. or um, anything like uh, administrative in a oh really specific yeah you're you're right because that's what i'm looking into like I, I was thinking starting off you know with temp jobs until i find out yeah which area i want to get into that you're so right about that perfect perfect because temp jobs are aquarian because you get multiple mm-hmm. opportunities there's multiple different jobs yes. coming in and um venus which is the money is in your house of Aquarius, the 11th house. So that would be perfect. It's like, yes, we, we want to have the freedom to go in different places. And a lot of times those jobs turn into full-time positions. So yeah, I would say that it's a fabulous place to start, honestly. So, um, and you yeah, have Uranus also going there. In part. Mm-hmm. Pardon me? Sorry, I said it's, that's interesting that you mentioned that because that's exactly what I was thinking of doing is getting into temp, you know, mm-hmm. starting off with a temp job. Okay. Well, I will tell you this. Your chart is showing that you want to be more independent in your career and you have so much stuff going on in home and like in intuition and the metaphysical arts. Or It doesn't have to be metaphysical, but it could be health or holistic healing, things like that. But mm-hmm. um Saturn in Taurus and Mercury in Gemini in your 12th house is about understanding things on a more intuitive level. And Saturn in the 12th in Taurus means you could earn a living doing some type of metaphysical career. And, you know, maybe, and I can tell you if you're good with money, helping others Mm -hmm. who are in that field would be a tremendous help 
you know. So um, people who are intuitive or artistic tend to be tend to struggle with money more. And people with Saturn and Taurus, I know because I'm surrounded by them, um, they are good with money. So that might be like a side job that you could start out that might turn into a bigger career shift for you is like talking to people and seeing who you could help with their finances, doing side work. Do you ever do you ever do that? Were you trained in that at all? Um, no, actually, you know, uh, you know, that's uh, something I can look into. Uh, well, yeah. I, I would definitely say that you have a talent with money or in a talent in understanding how things work with money. Um, and it's in the 12th house, which means there's like a subconscious attraction to it. And Mercury's there also, well, close to it. It's in Gemini, but that means it's a manifestation energy. And so um, I would, I would look into something even, you know what else, if you're interested in in metaphysical arts, I would say um, Reiki would be good for you with Mercury and Gemini because Reiki is like, I always recommend it to people with air energy in their chart and Mercury and Gemini is an air energy. So you could, if you looked into something like that, you might end up meeting people who will take you on a new path that you didn't expect. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend that. Okay. Yeah, I should look into that. Well, I would say um, with your chart, the way it is, continue looking in, you know, the uh, temp agencies seem like a perfect fit for what your chart shows me. Okay? Yeah. Then I'll find out what exactly I want to get into. And, yeah. You know. And it gives you so many more possibilities because if you have talent in more than one place, you're not beholden to just one thing and you can try things out. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. And I've done it in my past yeah. too. So, yeah. Oh, have you? I- yeah, I lived in Denver, and I, I have graphic design background, so I was doing graphic design in Denver with um, Mac Temps at the time. They've changed the name to Aquent, A-C-Q-U-E-N-T, or A-Q-U-E-N-T, whatever it is. And, yes, and now they're they're still doing it. They've just grown and changed the name since then. But I loved them. It was a really great um, way for me to get in the door and actually did get me a full-time job. Back then, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. So, am I gonna be okay financially? I'm just concerned. I don't even know how long it will take for me to get a full time job, but finances seem to be okay. You think? Um, um, so. I think that is especially with Mars in Capricorn. Security is paramount, but. Mars and Capricorn is in your house of partners and then Jupiter, which is fortune and in your house of money from others, I would say, yes, I think that family is going to make sure you make it through and Mercury going out of the shadow period at the end of March will be much more helpful. So I would say um, you're probably going to have some unknowns until the end of March. Okay. And then at that time, sun will be in Aries, um, things will be moving forward and sun and Aries is going to, any planets moving into Aries are going to really help you because that's taking action okay. with your career. Okay. As long as they get past that pesky Chiron at the beginning of Aries, that's the wounding. Uh-huh. So once they get past that three degrees of Aries, then you're going to get it all around the people like networking is really big. And that's another thing I could tell you to network with other people and say, Hey, have you heard of any jobs? Because Venus in the 11th house is all about who, you know, okay. And networking. Yeah. So 
Yeah, but um, I would say right now in the, in the near future, family is going to carry you through, and then it will start to open up for you at the end of March, okay? But keep after, like, the okay. MAC temps, or not the MAC temps, the temp agencies okay. and networking yeah. are really, okay? Yeah, that, that will help a lot. Of, well, thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. It's really helpful. My pleasure. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thanks. Thank Good you. luck Take to care. you. Okay. You too. Thank Bye-bye. You. Okay, All right, that's the end of the show today, and I want to thank you for being here, and we'll talk to you next week. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the Readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to shellyoverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at.